documentary about Muhammad Ali and it's on it's it's PBS it's a PBS documentary it's narrated and produced by Ken Burns and there've been a lot of a lot of documentaries about Muhammad Ali and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Muhammad Ali basically Muhammad Ali was my hero growing up I grew up in a house where we were really into to boxing and the sweet science was very important to us. And, and I remember watching a lot of Tyson fights with my father, some of the earliest members of my childhood. Muhammad Ali had retired. And we had some friends of the family that are related to Muhammad Ali and I had a chance to meet him as a young kid. And that was one of the earlier memories of my life as well, meeting Muhammad Ali. And even as a little kid, you're like, man, that's Muhammad Ali. And the term the greatest, we we throw around we throw around the concept of of being the greatest. We have the argument over Michael Jordan versus LeBron and 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 we put the Cobster into that argument at at times for basketball. And then we have the discussion about Tom Brady. And then people say, Well, what if Dan Marino played in the modern football era where people throw the ball forty five times? What if Johnny Unitas played? And we talk about greatness and that and that's something that's subjective. As far as the the prowess on the field or in the ring or on the pitch or on the court, you can always look at somebody else and say, well, hey, this person's bigger, stronger, faster. And you can look at fighters, the modern fighters. Could, could Ali beat Tyson Fury, who's 6'9", 290 pounds? And I don't know if he could or if he couldn't. I don't know if Ali would have beaten Tyson when Tyson was in his prime. I don't know if he would have beaten Lennox Lewis. But when I, when I hear the, the concept of the greatest, I think of Muhammad Ali and what he sacrificed, not just in the ring, not just the, the float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, but what he did outside the ring. And, and I think I wanted to pontificate on that. What we're going into, and I've, I've kind of avoided this whole Ukraine situation. I, I don't consider myself to be a geopolitical expert, and, and I want to be educated. I want to make sure that, that when I speak on, on political affairs that I've done proper research and I have some thoughts on Ukraine that I'm, I'm going to share later in the week. I want to see how things go. I'm very concerned that, you know, before COVID I would have said things like nuclear war, world war, world war three. I would say that those things are not possible, not realistic, but after, after seeing tanks rolling down the one one in Phoenix, it kind of changed my my mind and my perspective to to see large stadiums and, and large centers where where people gather to be used as as potential makeshift hospitals. Kind of changed my perspective. So I'll be talking about that a little bit later in the week. But 
getting that we are 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 inching close to 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 war and 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 perhaps global warfare people are concerned that that China might invade Taiwan and you look at the landscape that Muhammad Ali participated in and kind of imagine like Floyd Mayweather or Tyson Fury or, or someone who is an elite boxer Money May was making 100 million bucks a fight I saw him over the weekend Money May man he was at a Miami Heat game, and and he had at least five million dollars of Cuban link chains on. Like it was just, it was ostentatious. It was just completely over the top. I'm not hating on a man. I don't have that type of bread. I notice people hate on you about stuff that they can't buy. So people say that to me, man, Lance. You you be really be promoting your show, man. You be you you showing us you showing us how you're doing in life. And you're only concerned about that is because you can't afford some of the things that I post and some of the things that I participate in. So I don't I don't go down that rabbit hole with people. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with Floyd Mayweather and any other rich people. If he wants to spend tens of millions of dollars on jewelry, he has the money. I don't. I'm still financing stuff. I just paid my student loans off a few years ago. But back to Muhammad Ali. What's so impressive is that someone of his stature, great fighter, undefeated, he was willing to be stripped of his title because he refused to go to Vietnam, which was very controversial in this documentary. And in the documentary, it's it's a four-part series. It's a lot like Save the Last Dance. This isn't a fluff piece. This isn't where the where the narrator only talks about the positive things that that the person did this this isn't that type of documentary they really highlight everything from Muhammad Ali so they have they have the they have the the beginning is it's, it's it's into four sections you have the beginning his humble roots in Louisville being an Olympic boxer and, and then getting into the list in years and then and then you have him being the champion and getting stripped of the championship because he wouldn't go to Vietnam then part three you have his battles with Ken Norton and Joe Frazier. And then, and then part four, you have the decline of Muhammad Ali, where he started going to early stage Parkinson's. That's one of the things that jumped off the page. The people that let Muhammad Ali fight, I know that some of it was the Nation of Islam. He was making a lot of money for the nation. He he wanted to, to take care of his whole family. Muhammad Ali was a very generous person. It was highlighted in the documentary. He was the type of guy that he would see someone that didn't have shoes, that didn't have clothes, literally would stop and, and pull pull over, pull the limo over, would give the person the shoes off his feet, the shirt off his back. And this is Muhammad Ali. It's one thing to have anyone of prominence do that to you that, that has the means, but this is Muhammad Ali, the champ, saw me in need and took his shoes off and gave me his shoes because I didn't have adequate shoes. And as the and as the 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 documentary goes on, it shows his flaws. It 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 shows the womanizing. It shows the where he struggled with his weight as he got older. It shows his battles to really understand Islam and his battles within the nation and, and his battles with the honorable Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X. And everything that was going on there geopolitically. And Ali was accused of being a communist. 
and a communist supporter and hating America when the truth of it is behind. And I kind of agree. And I think there's a parallel to the African-American community and what's going on globally now. He didn't want to go overseas to fight a war that he didn't feel was his business. He felt that African-Americans were impoverished. They were disenfranchised. You had Jim Crow laws. He's from the Jim Crow South in Kentucky. He didn't want to go over to Vietnam and fight a war against people that had nothing to do with the enslavement or disenfranchisement of his people. And I think there's a parallel there because we don't know what this war in Ukraine and Russia is going to do, and I'm not going to speculate or prognosticate that. But one thing that's kind of jumped off the page, there are a lot of people, I'm going to be careful what I say, but there, there are a lot of people that are very fired up their 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 instinct is kicking in because it's their culture that's being impacted i know a lot of people and and pray for ukraine i know a lot of people that are from eastern europe i have some really really good friends from eastern europe that have family in ukraine have family in some of those adjacent countries like uh, romania and belarus and the media is putting a lot of energy into that as they should, because it's a it's it's an awful human rights violation. We're looking at Vladimir Putin and, and being afraid about global warfare. And these are innocent people in Ukraine that had a chance to break away from the USSR. And now, unfortunately, um, Vladimir Putin wants to absorb them back into that cohort. But as African-American, as black and brown people globally, you got Uganda, you got Rwanda, you got Ivory, you have uh, Ivory Coast. You have Burkina Faso. You have Sierra Leone, you have South Africa, you have so many conflicts in Central America, El Salvador. You have so many conflicts of, of black and brown people globally. And I just asked the question, is the same level of interest globally as it is in Ukraine. Because the lives in Ukraine are not more valuable than the lives in any of the other aforementioned places that I mentioned. We have to, we have to find a way to stamp out war and tyranny everywhere. And we can't put a premium, in my opinion, on European nations and create a system where they're more valuable. We see people from Haiti trying to get over to the United States. And I support, uh, I hope the United States opens its borders to as many people from Ukraine as possible to get them out of there. But we should have the same mentality when it's Haiti. When you have a president that, that calls these places bleephole countries and says that these are places that are inferior, that comes up on the radar. So I'm not saying that to stir stuff up. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to anyone who has family over in Eastern Europe. I'm saying that that's Muhammad Ali's mentality back in the Vietnam era. He's saying that, hey, my people are not getting treated fair at home. Why would I go fight in Vietnam? And it's highlighted in, in the documentary. And, and they do a, a, a phenomenal job when they get into Ali's later years and when they get into where after, after he fought Joe Frazier for the third time, the, the thriller in Manila. Basically, they, they almost died, both of them. And back then, boxing was 15 rounds. But they kept running Ali into the ground, and they had him fight Larry Holmes. He needed the money. 
no one, you know, Don King going straight to hell. Some of the people from the NOI going straight to hell. They battered Muhammad Ali, and he fought for his own personal need. He fought for the nation. But he had a lot of people that are around him that used him, man. And when he had Parkinson's and, and couldn't draw a straight line anymore, a lot of those people were ghosts in the name of religion. It's just, it's just fascinating. It talks about how he is basically a polygamist, how he's married to two people at once. How one of the fights I think he lost, uh, I think it said the fight where the first fight where he lost to Ken Norton, that he didn't train that he was out of shape and he had spent the night before like having a three-way with two with two women like it's 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 a real raw documentary and at, at the back end of black history month i think it's very valuable i i definitely advise people to to check it out pbs ken burns muhammad ali documentary four-part series you will not be disappointed paragon seven studios you are listening to the we ready, Professor? Yeah. We'll start with an easy one. Is your name, in fact, Deshaun Fredericks? Yeah. True. And do you reside, in fact, the 1200 block of Woodyear Street in West Baltimore? Yeah. True. And did you and Monel shoot your boy Pookie down on Carey Street just like Monel said you did? No, nah, no. Bye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Machine is never wrong, son. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.